Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Don't forget to vote for us in the Sports Podcast Awards from the link in our bio. This is Kim Cassis for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. We're in London to announce uh, Buatsi versus Craig Richards, May 21st, live on the zone. Bit strange, no venue confirmed today, Edward. Yes, uh, of course, on any press conference we would like to announce the venue. We're just waiting for confirmation. Uh, from the venue or the potential venue which will come tonight or tomorrow morning at the latest. Uh, We'll be in London, Uh, we'll be at a major venue just waiting for final confirmation. Didn't want to announce it without actual confirmation. So London, May 21st, Boatsy against Richards, venue to be announced tonight. Are we to assume it's the O2, Edward? That's one of the venues uh, in play. Um, We'd like to do it there. We would like to do it there. Um, Copper Box, other venues as well. It's going to, you know, we know that this is a big fight, a big domestic fight, a big London fight. Two guys from Croydon, Croydon and Crystal Palace. Uh, a really good fight. We've seen the reactions being fantastic and uh, needs the venue to go with it, which will come shortly. Now, when I spoke to Craig Richards and Peter Sims probably about a month ago, uh, we spoke about the potential of this fight. Uh, one of the things Peter Sims said to me was that they would only be willing to accept a 50-50 deal. Can you make comment on whether yeah, that was... That's what happened. I mean, that was, you know, I think... When you make a fight like this, it's, it's difficult. I know it seems like the obvious fight to make, and you see from the reaction that these are the fights we should be making, but there's all kinds of things to consider. You know, Peter and Craig might feel that Matchroom favour Joshua Boatsy because of the investment made into him, or Joshua Boatsy may feel that we favour Peter Sims because we're close to the Sims family. At the end of the day, it's our job to provide the best opportunities for our fighters, to try and change their lives, give them the financial opportunities, guide their career to the top. I just felt like this is the obvious fight to make. This is a brilliant fight. In the, It's a domestic light heavyweight fight that has so many ramifications at world level. And, of course, I want to get in a position where I have opportunities for my guys to face Canelo Alvarez. You know, he wants the fight in London in December. We've got the mandatory at 168. This is an official eliminator for the WBA title. So we could have two options for him in December. If he wants to stay at light heavyweight, if he wants to stay, so stay at, uh, well, we'll be staying at, no, it won't be after Golovkin, staying at super middleweight, go back to light heavyweight, whatever. So um, it's important that we can give our guys the opportunities. And that's a big carrot being dangled in this fight, but it's just a really good fight. Two guys, very different paths to the top. One guy was an outstanding amateur, a bronze medal Olympian, you know, had the, the big promotional contract, boxed at huge stadiums, uh, and huge shows around. Craig's had to do it a little bit different. You know, he's had some defeats, took the Buglioni fight on a week's notice, went to Shaq Ann Pitters' backyard, knocked him out to win the British title, jumped in with Bivol. 
and he's improving a lot. And one thing, you know, Boatsy is the favourite in this fight. You, you see that with the bookies and everybody. But I'll tell you something now, Craig Richards is so confident in this fight. He believes in himself. And that's so important in, in a big domestic fight. And, um, you know, you saw with Liam Smith and, and Anthony Fowler, when you get it right, how big those nights can be. I know it was Britain and Ireland, but even Lee Wood against Michael Condon. It's, like, these are special nights, and you're going to get another one here. We have a, a show clash on May 21st mm -hmm. as well with, obviously, this show and yeah. also uh, Demetrius Andrade against Zach Parker in Derby. So, what, couldn't be helped? Or? Uh, I mean, probably not from either side. May 21st was our disowned date. We've been planning this fight for a month. Um, I guess May 21st was the only date that was available for them with a venue. So it's, it's never ideal. Um, but unfortunately, you know, there's, there's shows, literally, I think there's two televised shows this weekend. Um, last weekend, you know, you had uh, the Frank Warren show, you had the Pro Bellum show, you had the UFC. It's just how it's going to be. Never ideal, but obviously we've got to move uh, for the dates for our broadcaster and also for the dates where we can secure the venues we want. Well, this weekend, obviously, you've got your show on Saturday, which we'll come on to. Um, we've got the, the Boxer Sky show, but on Friday, we've got Probellum with Eurosports. So it's good, isn't it? It's very good. And, you know, there's more boxing available than ever. And it makes me want to put on the best shows to, to convince you and you to watch our shows. This weekend, I think we can pretty much honestly say that the biggest show of the weekend, of course, is Warrington against Kiko Martinez for the world title. But there's good shows all, all around. So I think... The, the, the best thing is, is there's money, there's investment in boxing right now from promoters, from broadcasters. There's more opportunities for fighters, which can only be a good thing. And, and it spurs you on to try and put on the best shows. We're coming off the bat. You're only ever as good as your last show. And right now, I can stand here and say I'm the best in the world because we're coming off the back of Michael Conlon against Lee Wood, which was the best fight I've ever seen. Now we've got another cracking fight this week. Um, then we obviously go into to Italy, uh, sorry, Spain in early April. We've got Conor Ben against Van Heerden. We have Katie Taylor against Amanda Serrano at Madison Square Garden. May the 7th, we have Canelo against Bivo at T-Mobile in Las Vegas. Then we've got in London, Boazzi against Richards. Then we've got AJ. So I'm very confident and comfortable with how things are going. But we're always under pressure. And we always have to keep delivering. And that's what we should do. Let's come on to the situation regarding Anthony Joshua. I know you've made comments stating that you believe that in June we may see the fight now between... Well, I, I've changed my mind now. I mean, I had, I had a conversation um, a few days ago and I just, I just felt that Usyk would make that fight at the end of June. You've seen Vasily Lomachenko come out overnight to say, I'm out of the Cambosis fight, I'm going to stay in Ukraine. And it probably makes it quite difficult for... Alexander Usyk to do something different to that. Obviously, they're very close as well. So I'm due a catch-up with Alex Krasuk today or tomorrow. We just need to know, really. I, I know that it's a very delicate situation, but for AJ's career, we just need to know, you know, are we fighting an interim fight in June and then we're going on and fighting Usyk in September, October, or, or are you ready to go at the end of June? And, and, you know, if he's not, we'll let him wait. But we want that fight now. Why have you changed your mind since those because comments? Because of the Vasily Lomachenko news last night. Because of that? Yes. Okay. yes, because they're very close. And it might look a bit strange if, you know, Vasily says, no, I'm staying, and Usyk says, I'm going. But, listen, it, you can only imagine what's going on there. I, I can't imagine what I'd do or what decision they'd make or I'd make if I was in that position. So we give them the respect, we give them, we give them the time they need, but we need to also move on with Anthony Joshua's career. As a, which I'm assuming is a plan B for this 
so-called interim fight. Um, are you still talking actively to potential candidates not, that not, could not face really. Anthony Joshua? Not, not really at the moment, to be honest with you. Um, no one's reached out to us. I mean, well, I think um, who's reached out to us? Luis Ortiz's team reached out to me. Um, uh, Otto Wiling's team reached out to me. Um, I think I had one or two others, but that's the only people that have reached out for the fight. I haven't been going back because there's no point to go out in the fight until we know what we're doing. AJ's made it clear to me he wants a top contender, he wants a world-ranked contender, and if that is the route we go down, we'll then look at all the available options and go from there. Sensitive issue, though, isn't it? And obviously you're, you want to do what's best for Anthony Joshua, but well, at the same to, time yeah. you've got to respect yeah. that situation. Of course. It's, uh, it's a terrible situation, and we, we respect Usyk, we give him all their time. Selfishly, and people might say, well, I don't mind saying selfishly, because we have to look after, you know, Anthony Joshua and, and I need to make sure that I can get him active get him in the ring and in that case we need a, an answer soon and I've not pushed for an answer at all but we're at the stage now we, we need to push for an answer we'll give Usyk the time we're not letting that opportunity escape because that's the only fight AJ wants in all honesty but if we have to get out we have to prepare for Usyk with an interim fight with a, a new training team or wherever it might be then that's what we'll do so this is going to be regardless of whether it's Usyk or an interim fight, will he definitely fight in June? Yeah, that's that's the plan. I mean, look, we, we don't really want to fight any later than June, and, and that, that's where the, the guidelines of the agreement in terms of the time frame runs to. So June, June is where we want to when we want to fight. Where have you booked for June? Booked? No, I mean, just kept on hold. No, we, we're talking to a number of. Uh, we've had a lot of international offers for AJ to fight. We've got options in the UK as well, but. We're already in deep negotiations for the Usyk fight with a number of venues. And obviously we need to give them the feedback to say, are we proceeding, where are we going, etc. But um, we've, we've spoke to a number of venues for the Usyk fight and also now speaking to venues for the interim fight as well, um, which you know could turn around very quickly should we get the news from Usyk that he would like to wait. And the situation regarding Cambosis and Devin Haney, uh, a date of the 5th is been reported fourth? Yeah, fourth broadcast on the fifth I believe because because their time's okay there. so where where are we with that currently oh, could be the fifth no sorry Sunday the fifth yeah which is prime time I apologize um, Sunday the fifth in Australia the fourth broadcast back here um, we are got the news yesterday that, that Tiafimo Lopez has ruled him out of that fight George Cambos has kindly said oh okay I'll fight Devin Haney instead thank you very much you mean Lomachenko no, George Cambosa said he'll fight Devin Haney instead. You said Tiafimo Lopez? Yeah, I don't know where that come from. Mine's going. Uh, yeah, so come. Lomachenko came out and said, I'm not fighting. Um, uh, Cambosa's came out and said, oh, I'll fight Devin Haney again. Thank you very much. I mean, why you didn't fight him in the first place? We could have got this deal done weeks ago. We received an offer for that fight, of which myself and Bill Haney are reviewing. We want the fight. We're not going to be difficult. Um, and... You know, they, they don't really have a lot of options now, to be honest with you. We've been putting our name forward. We've been dealing with people saying, oh, Haney don't want the fight. We've, we've, we've accepted everything that, that's been asked of us, and now we're ready to, to get this deal over the line. So, fingers crossed, Devin Haney against George Cambosis, the undisputed lightweight world championship, will get over the line for Australia. We have a course today with, with Bill Haney and Devin and the team, and we hope we can close it off in the very near future. Is Australia the only option for this fight? Yeah, that's that's uh, the offer for this fight is uh, for a fight in Australia. So you know, there's there's 
things that are in the offer that we have to look at and we have to consider. Financials are one thing, but I don't think that's the biggest stumbling block. But rematches and you know all stuff like that that's in there, we have to look at if it's the best move for Devin Haney. But ultimately, it's a chance for Devin Haney to become undisputed lightweight world champion, and that's what he's dreamed of. That's what I want to see him do. I believe he's the best lightweight in the world, and I want to I want to see him lift all the belts as soon as possible. So you were having a grand time at the UFC. Brilliant. Who Dana invited you? Yeah, yeah I was uh, I was at home actually. It was about six o'clock and Dana messaged me and said are you coming tonight I said well no I haven't really thought about it obviously we have a show every weekend we haven't got one tonight probably best I'll stay at home and then he said you've got to come down so hopped in the car went down there turned up and was taken next to Dana next to right in front of the octagon it was amazing I mean uh, what an experience I mean firstly just to see that organization um, rolling and just watch it up close Secondly, to watch the fights and to understand the sport, because there's a lot more to it than I thought. And my God, is it brutal and is it exciting? I mean, I, I don't know. You tell you, you won't be able to tell me because you don't know anything. But people watching this at home who are MMA fans, I think it's it's widely accepted that Saturday was a, a special night for MMA because of the drama that happened. I loved it. I thought it was great. I learned so much. Um, so many people there that I knew, and. Thank you to Dana White for his incredible hospitality. And you know, you learnt so much. Do you know the biggest thing I think you learnt? How to edit your photos. Oh yeah, we had to lose a man, right? No, you didn't. No, I did because I was. I looked so handsome in that picture. If you look at it, right? I needed to zoom in because AJ took the picture. AJ actually, what I should have done, AJ took a picture of me, Chisora, Dana White, and AJ. But he also took one with Joe Joyce. He posted that. No, but... Uh, oh, Joe Joyce, I'm doing it again. Who's not? Fraser Clark. So, it, but it was too far away. And I wanted, I wanted to zoom in. So I zoomed in. And as I started to zoom in, Fraser went out the picture. And I was like, we've got to lose a man for the zoom in. I can't... And AJ was on the other end. So, man down was Fraser Clark. So I apologise. Fraser knows it's all love. I love Fraser. But I had to lose Fraser. He's not on the team. So I thought, I've got to, you know, if I'm going to lose anyone, it's someone that's not on the team. So, man down, Fraser Clark. But, it, if you look at the actual, how handsome I looked, I think it was worth it. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to accept your answer. It's the worst answer I've ever heard that's in my true. life. Yeah, okay, but he's so bad. Um, but I'll accept your answer because I didn't know what else you were really going to say about that. That's to just be honest, yeah. Basically, I thought I looked really good and I wanted a close-up because I looked really good. But to do that, I couldn't get everyone in the picture. So if Fraser was on your stable, how would you have dealt I with that situation? I would, I would have just posted it with Fraser in, of course. But when I went like that, I thought, oh no, Fraser's out of it. Well, he's not with us anyway. I'll just post it. Honest uh, answer. Okay, all right. Nice one, Edward. Everyone's talking about it. So, um, May 7th, you've added two fights. Yes. Zhang Hergovic and... Love against Valenzuela. Yes. Yeah, so Canelo Bivol card. Final eliminator for the world heavyweight title. Really good fight. Philip Hergovic against Zile Zhang. Croatia against China. Really good 140-pound fight as well. Montana Love, who I think is a world champion in the waiting, against uh, Gabriel Velazuela, who, of course, beat Robbie Davis Jr. over here. Had a couple of wins since. Big fight for him on a big Mexican card as well. Four or five other fights to announce. Um, Any other Brits? I want to I wanna put a Brit on the card. I mean, it's the biggest stage in boxing. So we should be putting a Brit on that card, also announcing another Brit on the Madison Square Garden card. And this is what we do. No one can provide opportunities globally on platforms like we're producing. So it's very important to me that British talent, 
fight at Madison Square Garden, the British talents fight at T-Mobile in Vegas, and all the big shows around the world. Um, you've made an offer to Al Heyman and PBC for Chisora and Andy Ruiz. Yeah. yeah, I have. I think actually, I was speaking to the guys. I think, I think Ruiz will fight Ortiz. I think that's and that's a brilliant fight. I think uh, I really want to make Ruiz against uh, Chisora or, or Ariola against Chisora. You know, Chisora was at the UFC on Saturday. Just wants the fight, ready to go. So, looking to secure him a date very soon. You know that picture of you and Dana White where you kind of leant into his ear and he was like. What would you say to him at that point? Do you remember? I was gutted. You know why? Because UFC and ESPN or whoever came over to me and said, "Look, do you mind if we put you on the big screen?" I thought, "Wow, yeah." And obviously, about another thirty people that were there. And anyway, when they went the camera, I was just chewing Dana White's ear off. What? What was I talking about? I was talking about Hillsborough, actually, because um, Paddy started singing "Justice" for the the '96, '97. And I was explaining to Dana what that was and how important that was to the people of Liverpool, actually. And then I said to him, I think you should go to Anfield with uh, Paddy and Molly McCann. I think it'll be unbelievable. And then I said to him, actually, you should just go to, to Wembley because one thing that I learned is obviously all the British fighters on Saturday all won, apart from, I think, one who got, got knocked out. So I, think, I guess they'll be returning back to the UK sooner rather than later. But... Again, I, I loved it. I just, I don't. I know sometimes I can sound like a fanboy these people, but you know, yeah, I know that I'm the best boxing promoter in the world. But am I the best promoter in the world? Dana White is a, is a goat. He's a, a what a business. And I was just watching, learning, and actually, I enjoyed the sport. I did because I've never really been into MMA, but now I can watch it. And he, he kindly explained to me a lot of the ins and outs and um, there's, a, there's a lot more skill to it than I thought what would be interesting if you and Dana White were to switch roles for a year so he come into boxing for a year yeah. with everything you have yeah. and you went into UFC who, who would smash that in that year I think we would both smash that I mean I think Dana White would do fantastic in boxing. It's a different kind of model than well, he's got your fighters. So he's yeah. got access to Canelo think, and Joshua, I mean, etc. You know, I think he would do incredibly well, and I think I would do incredibly well in the UFC. So why don't you speak to him? I reckon he'd be well up for that, just for a year. Yeah, yeah. A year's holiday for you, wouldn't yeah. it? And what we can do is we can get Netflix or Amazon or someone like that to do a huge, huge docu series. Can you imagine Eddie Hearn and Dana White swap roles? They both take up the position of chairman or CEO of Matrim and UFC. UFC are probably a bit bigger than Matrim, but we're, we're on the, on the, on the yeah, ramp. Here's a better question. Where would IFL go for that year? Where would IFL go? Probably wherever the most money was. Really? We'd probably stick with boxing, because that's our roots, but anyway. You're such a man of the people and a man of the sport, aren't you? Eddie, just a quick couple other ones. Frank Warren made comments the other day about reaching out about Joe Joyce potentially never, he's never reached fighting out fighting Anthony Joshua enough. I saw he says they've, they've reached out about AJ um, I'm AJ's promoter initial contact I think that never made contact with me no no um, look we're not I, I think Joe Joyce is doing a good job he's chatting and he's building you know and I think that's a fight that can definitely be looked at for sure um, yeah so but, but let's see what happens with Usyk first we, we just want to fight Usyk to be honest with you but if we can't we need an opponent Sonny Edwards, uh, impressive from the weekend. Have you had a chance to watch the fight from Brabellum? I actually had it on, on Eurosport, before I went to the UFC, and I watched the first three or four rounds of Sonny. But he's a very good fighter. Very, very good fighter. Very difficult to beat. 
sometimes he gets criticised for not being too exciting, but in the right against the right opponent, I think he will be. And I think that opponent is Julio Cesar Martinez. I mean, I was on Talk Sport this morning with Richard Schaefer. They kind of sticking it on me about that fight. I said, listen, he's got to fight Arroyo because that was the, the, the deal when he moved up to fight Martinez. Uh, sorry, uh, Chocolatito, Gonzalez. And now we'll do that fight after. So looking to get Martinez out ASAP, probably in May. Happy to do the the, Marti, the Sonny Edwards fight at the end of the summer. I think it's a really good fight. Uh, just another final one. Have you heard any more whisperings about the Amir Khan, Kel Brook situation? No. No. I mean, look, Conor Ben's got a very important fight on April 16th. If he wins that, he's diving into a mega fight. Conor, uh, Kel Brook, Amir Khan, Adrian Broner, anyone. Don't matter, but he's ready. But got to beat Van Heerden on, uh, on April 16th. When are you announcing the rest of this card? This week. So we're announcing the venue tonight. Uh, and announce a big card for London as well this week. Right, uh, final word, Leeds. We'll talk about Leeds, obviously, yeah. oh, on Thursday at the press yeah. conference, but huge week in Leeds. Mega, mega, mega fight. I mean, I thought it's going to be hard to beat Conan and Wood, but I think you're going to get a brilliant fight. Josh Warrington trying to become a two-time world champion against Kiko Martinez. He's going a bit strong with his words, isn't he? Yeah, oh, Kiko. I know. I know. Live. the Leeds lot and all that. Brave. Um, I like Kiko, by the way. I think he's a great guy. But he's up for it. He, he's, Kiko is so convinced he knocks Josh Warrington out. I can't even tell you. Trained hard. Maxi Hughes against Ryan Walsh. I love that fight. Domestic fight with, with potentially a big world shot for the winner of that fight. Ebony Bridges has got a brilliant fight against Cecilia Roman for the IBF world title as well. Dalton Smith against Ray Millette. Great fight. Sky Nicholson making her UK debut as well. Uh, Maley Riot couple of other local Leeds kids on the card. Going to be a brilliant night on zone And I know that everyone watching this is probably already a zone subscriber, but if you aren't, or if you have been and you're not, lock in. Because March 26th, this weekend, you've got Josh Warrington. Then you've got our show in Spain. Then you've got Gennady Golovkin against Morata. Then you've got Conor Ben against Van Heerden. Then you've got Katie Taylor against Amanda Serrano. And you've got Dimitri Bivol against Canelo Alvarez coming up. And then you've got Boatsy Richards. And we've got some big stuff to be announced. So lock in tune in tomorrow there will be a workout in Leeds be there from 2pm Thursday press conference Friday I want to see everybody at the weigh-in Queen's Hotel yep uh, Queen's Hotel the weigh-in this Friday get yourself to Leeds let's make some noise let's have a brilliant night for Warrington against Martinez too on Saturday live and exclusive around the world on Design. Edward thank you very much we'll catch you in Leeds thank you for listening to the IFL TV podcast Proudly sponsored by Everlast. Sports Social Podcast Network.